0: This is a Saddleback Church Podcast. As the sun arises, the gardener steps out his door and looks over the beautiful array of plants and flowers that greet him each morning. He knows every plant, every flower well because he held them as seeds, planted them thoughtfully, carefully in the soil it began the long, fruitful road of tending the garden he had envisioned and now sees before him. As he steps out among the garden, he is reminded of all of the time and energy that it took to get the garden to where it is now. The hours studying gardening books to learn new techniques for care, experimenting with different fertilizers, adjusting the pH levels of the soil, finding the balance of sun and shade for each plant, that constant hunt for weeds so the plants don't have to compete for nutrients, watering and pruning repeatedly to help those plants thrive. Yes, this garden took time and care to grow, but the gardener knows it was an investment well worth the time. As we look at rediscovering the lost art of friendship, we have to look at the importance of investing time and energy in friendships. Like the gardener who couldn't expect to see growth without putting the work into tending the garden, we can't expect a friendship to form in our lives without giving it our time. It becomes a question of value and priority. Our deep, meaningful friendships worth the time that they take to grow? I believe that the answer is yes. And to talk with me about this today is Saddleback Church men's pastor, Anthony Miller. Anthony and I talk about why we believe investing in friendships is worth it, how he has seen lives changed firsthand from people who decide to invest in each other, and what this choice could look like in your life. My name is Jason Wheeland, and this is Rediscovering the Lost Art of Friendship, a Saddleback Church podcast. Anthony, what does it mean to invest your time or your energy into building friendships? What are we talking about?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, man. And thank you for having me a part of this conversation. I I think before we dive into really talking about what it looks like to invest or what does it mean to invest, I think we need to define friendship. I think we got to really look at that from a biblical lens. Sure. Because I think society has changed our view or the way our worldviews has changed how we define friendship today. Right? And so friend, we've turned friend from a noun to a verb. Mm. Right. We we've turned the idea of friend from like going on social media and liking people's <laughs> posts and sure. like following people. And I'm going to submit a friend request and you're going to accept my request. And now we're friends. So now we're in this transactional relationship. Right. You like my post. I like your posts, Right. Because of we accepted this 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 transaction, you have access to my life. I have access to your life. Mm. Very shallow, very transactional. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what it is to be a friend right mm. It's this perpetual state of friendliness, not friendship, yep, right, so if you look at the Bible and, and and you look at how the Bible defines friendship, then you learn that a friend is someone that knows your soul, mm. knows your whole being, mm. right It's not just somebody that you share a hobby or interest with, it's somebody that you that you know that that knows the real you, yeah. Right, it's somebody that is is investing in you, and you're investing in them. Right? There's a reason. The Hebrew word for friend is very close, closely related to the Hebrew word for secret. Mm. Did you know that Mm. they're very closely related? uh, Because a friend is someone you tell your secrets to. It's it's somebody that you expose the innermost uh, uh, secret part of who you are. Yeah. Uh, And this is why Jesus says in John fifteen fifteen, He says. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Yeah. Right. Instead, I have called you friends because, and this is whatever Jesus says after this statement, it defines how he defines uh, friendship. He says, I've called you friends because for everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, "We are friends because I'm opening up to you. I'm letting you in, and all the secrets. I'm spilling the beans, so to speak. Right? <laughs> so this, from a biblical perspective, friendship is is so much more. It's so much deeper. It's 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 such an honorable and precious thing. Hmm. It's intimacy. Yeah. It's intimacy. Think about this. It's what is intimacy? Into me, you see. Right. It's sure. this idea of allowing someone to see the innermost parts of who you are."
0: Yeah. And that can only come from spending that time together, right? If we're looking at the steps to building friendship, right? You have those first steps of initiating a friendship, taking those steps, which we talked about last week. And then there's the investment. You have to start spending time together together. And then, as you do so more and more, then you can get into more of the vulnerability, that openness, that strengthening conversation that we're actually going to have in a couple weeks. And yeah. I love that investment is kind of the bedrock; it's the foundation yes. of this.
1: It's 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 what you are bringing, what you're giving, because friendship there's a responsibility to friendship. Right? Yeah. There's a there's a there's an ownership, and and again, going back to that definition of really looking how our our culture has shaped this world. When i say intimacy, we we, we actually don't really understand what that means sometimes mm-hmm. because we think intimacy as sexual or romantic. Sure. right? And our culture defined intimacy as 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 a sexual thing, a romantic thing and has defined to intimacy and sex as virtually the same thing, but it's not. The bible shows us that you can actually have a lot of sex and no intimacy. Mhm and it also shows us and it teaches us about friendship that to have true intimacy has most of the time has nothing to do with sex. So so there's a lot of examples in the Bible of 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 really I mean we look at Jesus, look at the life of Jesus, yeah. right? He had so many f- examples of friendship and intimacy in a non-romantic way, right? Yeah. And so we look at him in the 12, we him and the three, yep. and 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 the one, John. Right, sure. John's really good at reminding us that he's the <laughs> beloved one, right? He's the he's the favorite, right? So and the same thing with Paul. We look at Paul had great friendships. We had Barnabas mm-hmm. who was kind of a mentor in his life, right? Paul tells tells Luke to bring Mark to me because Mark is good for me, good mm-hmm. for my ministry, and he, he travels with Silas, and so. There's all these examples of of friendship and true intimacy, like you said, doing life together, yeah. kind of exposing and being vulnerable. So, to answer your question, what does mm. it mean to invest your time in friendship? It means to allow yourself to be known by someone you trust mm. and is trustworthy. Mm. It's allowing yourself to be known, and investing also means taking the time to know them. Yeah, to know them, and uh, you know, again, we we gotta quit scrolling on social media and, and calling those people friends. It's, it's a thing that we, we've done and it's actually harmful for us is, is they're not friends. They're, they're, they might be people you know and you like, Yeah, but those aren't your friends because if they were, you would really know them. You would know what's behind the photos. Mm. We like posting photos of our life, <laughs> but we know this is not actually our actual life. And behind all these great photos, we don't see insecurity. We don't see doubt. We don't see weariness or pain or addiction or depression or loneliness or frustration. Those are the things that are behind the photos. Yeah, And, and if we look beyond those photos and we, we look at the people and know the people, then we know those things about them. And those that know that about us and we know that about them, those
0: are our friends. Well, I think that's, I think that's an important reminder is that you may spend a lot of time uh, scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, and you may even spend a lot of time scrolling through a certain person's page or, or profile or or pictures. But that's not the same as actually investing time in them right. in the relationship, because that 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 cannot be a one way path. No. Right? Is you know you have to to invest time in building friendships means doing so with. Literally with another person yes yes <laughs> and, and not just watching their life unfold from behind a screen absolutely
1: it, it's actually impossible for us to have that many friends it's impossible mm-hmm. right I mean it it, it's, it creates a pseudo um, uh, friendship mm-hmm. right that we think we're friends with these people but we 're not because we're not fully known by these people yeah they don't know us and we don't know them, right? They're not really wanting to know what's going on in our life, and we're not really wanting to know. As long as we like the photo and we comment, oh, that's cute, oh, good job, congratulations, <laughs> then we move on and we miss out on that intimacy, right? Yeah. Um, my, my daughter is amazing. Uh, she she is 17 now, and she's taught me so much about friendship, mm. right? And um, when she was young, one of the one of the things that she's done, she did, <laughs> is I mean, her qualifications of being her friend is if she knows you, yeah, like that. She is friends with everybody, everybody. instantly. Like <laughs> goes into a room, everybody in that room, she's like friends with, and yeah. then and then if she knows you a little bit more than most, then you're her best friend, right? So growing up, she had all these best friends, yeah. and as she grew older and matured and started really knowing um, that not everybody that is. Calls your friend mm-hmm. is actually your friend that God begins to move people in and out of your life because those people aren't good for you. Yeah, um, and you cannot invest your time and your energy into everybody the same way. Mm. This is why Jesus mentored twelve, but was friends with three and had a really close relationship with one. It's it's impossible to experience true biblical friendship with a lot of people. It's impossible. Yeah. You can be known by a lot of people, but to truly be known, it really requires intimacy.
0: Well, I, I and, and that's something worth talking about in, in just making very clear is that there is kind of a spectrum of friendship. There are, you know, you can look at it as a line spectrum or you can look at it as circles of friendship and it's good to kind of acknowledge that all the acquaintances that you have in your life aren't necessarily your friends but there's a it, there's other levels whether it's friendship and then it's deeper friends or good friends then you can even get to best friends or confidants or whatever you want to call it right yeah. and so there are levels there that is worth talking about and a big reason why is because Different levels require different investment in your time, in your energy, in your care, in your thought space, in your ability to care for them. Yes. Uh, Like all of that goes into play. And so it's kind of a good exercise to think about who are the people in my different levels of friendship. And it is okay that some people are at different levels than others. That's not a bad thing. That's a healthy thing. It's healthy. It's healthy, yeah. Everybody
1: cannot have access to your secrets. Right? Yeah, not everybody is equipped to mm-hmm. handle your secrets. Not everybody is equipped to know the, the the secret things, the hard things about your life, and 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 um, one, not gossip it, not share it, yeah, but also speak truth to you, mm-hmm. right? And and be able to carry the load with you. Not everybody has that ability, so you have to know who is trusted and who is trustworthy. Yeah. And then you have to know who to kind of invest into that, and go deeper, and, and be willing to go deeper, and 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 and, a, and expose yourself mm-hmm. to them. Like my my closest friends know me, yeah, right. They they I have no problem telling them the hard things, the scary things, the secret things, yeah. and the same thing with them, right. Mm-hmm. And so that takes time. You don't get that overnight, yeah. You don't get that overnight, but it's mostly done through just just authentic relationship, doing life together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get to see who are those trustworthy people in your life.
0: Yeah. I was just, I was just going to ask you, like, what does investment of time investment into friendships look like? You use the phrase doing life together. So, So what are some things that you would define as a good, healthy investment into building friendships?
1: Oh, that's good, man. Um, I, you know, again, I want to go. T- I want to challenge possibly the definition of hey. friendship here, because um, one of the myths about friendship is we place a priority on compatibility, mm. right? We 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 make comp- uh, compatibility the most important value or attribute of friendship, and we reduce friendship to just you know, do, can I get along with this person? Do I like this person? Do we have common interests and common themes and common things that we can connect with? And then those things are good. Yeah. But if compatibility was the requirement for my marriage, I probably would have gotten a divorce a long time ago, <laughs> brother man. Like me and my wife, we are very different. Yeah. Now, when I say di- different, we are very different. <laughs> We've had to work to be best friends, right? Sure. And, and so, compatibility is not cannot be the most important thing uh, in seeking uh, that that relationship because yeah. there's work, there's a responsibility to friendship, and 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 actually, there's a danger in per, uh, prioritizing compatibility. Because if you prioritize compatibility, then fun becomes the goal, right? Mm. Things that make you feel good in this friendship becomes the goal, right? This friend makes me feel good. Yeah. And there's times where your friend needs to be able to say things to you that's not going to feel good. Yeah, right? I, I love Proverbs. Proverbs is a, the book of wisdom. It gives us a ton of wisdom about friendship. Not only defines friendship, but it, it gives us several examples of the benefits and the responsibility of friendship. Uh, it, 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 one of the verses I love in it, it says in, in Proverbs, uh, 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 27, six, it says wounds from a friend can be trusted. Mm. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. I got to be able to say things to you that are going to hurt. Yeah. I got to be able to say truth to you. That is not going to feel good, but we're still going to be friends afterwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one of the, the dangers. If we make compatibility and comfortability, our priorities and our friendships, then we miss out on that, that that those truth moments. Hmm. Friendship is designed to make us our best self. Yeah, right. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, uh, uh, "Iron sharpens iron, so that a friend sharpens another friend." And so there's this idea of, of friendship strengthens us. It sharpens us. It makes us stronger as people. Right. It, it makes us more like Christ. Yeah. And 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 if we seek comfortable and compatibility. Over that, over character building, then it's like if a instead of having iron for friends, we have wood for friends. Yeah, and and in, and 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 what does iron do to wood? It cuts. Cuts it up. Cuts it. What does wood do to iron? It dulls it. Mm-hmm. So so we have these relationships that are compatible, and we're having friend fun, and and things are going good, and and but what happens really is one friend is cutting another friend and the other friend is doling the other friend yeah so we have to make sure that character building is that kind of the core mm. of this idea of investing into friendship mm. and that again requires trust and being trustworthy you
0: know? yeah no i think i i think that's a healthy way to look at it is asking yourself the question of what does healthy investment look like and sometimes that even has to mean being on the same page with the other person. is like, we want to spend time together and there's a, a there's a mutual acknowledgement that we want to get to know each other better because we think that something good can come from this relationship, which can grow into a friendship. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that can be important. And then slowly but surely, as we talked about, it doesn't happen overnight, right? It's not mushroom growth, it's right. oak tree growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it's, it's slowly but surely you'll be able to do more and more things with your investment, right? It might start by doing things that you are compatible in like, hey, you like baseball, I like baseball, let's go to a game together or whatever, you know, and you do something like that that starts with mutual interest, but then it grows into learning more about the person. It it goes into asking questions to understand the person better and to ask questions about their experiences that you don't have and learning about differences and then learning about how you can grow and strengthen through openness, through vulnerability. So basically the the entire rest of this podcast series that we're doing is all, is, is like I said earlier, all based in this start with investment. Yes. It comes from that. Yes.
1: And, 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 What does Christ say about love? He said the greatest form of love is a friend laying his his life down for another friend. So there's a sacrifice to this investment. Mm. I'm giving something to this relationship. That's a great point.
0: We haven't talked about that yet.
1: I'm giving something to this relationship. And I I think of Philippians 2 where it says um, it talks about having the mind of Christ, having like-minded in Christ's mind when it comes to entering into relationships it says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself not looking for your own interests but uh, but each of you of the interests of others so i'm coming into this relationship looking how can my unique self help you become a better version of you mm. right that's my sac- like i'm laying down my like what's in it for me you know, yeah. it's nice because again, that's another reason why we mess up in our friends is like we look, <laughs> we look for friends giving us value, yeah, and we we miss giving value to others, and and so we have to kind of lay down some of our selfish ambition, and and say what am I bringing to the table, and how can I help my friend be the best version of themselves, mm. right? To be the the closest version, like how can I help my friend become more and more like Christ every day?
0: I don't want to miss. A calling out to just even the practical implication of investment. If you are so take take uh, talking about in terms of money. If you are investing your money into a business, into a stock, then by its very nature, you cannot invest that same money into something else. That money is now gone. It is used in one way. You do not have that money anymore. It is invested into something. Mm-hmm. And the same is true with your time. If you are, you have, you know, 168 hours a week, right? So if you are choosing to invest a certain amount of time into a certain friendship, then by its very nature of that, that time is now spent, it is gone into something else, that means that you are not using that time into something different. It could be another person, it could be an activity, a hobby, it could be, um, you know, Lounging or <laughs> whatever it is, that time is now gone. So, uh, uh, could you talk a little bit about that part of the sacrifice? Because I, uh, I think, I think talking about the sacrifice of wanting um, the good of the other is important. It's a hugely important idea. But uh, could you talk to the practical side of that? When you are investing in building a friendship, that you are giving up something else.
1: Yeah, man. it's it, You've heard the saying, the grass is not greener on the other side. <laughs> sure. The grass is greener where you water it, yeah. right? And so it's the idea of watering the relationships that God gave you, mm. right? Investing in the relationship God gave you. Um, have you ever been to the Sequoias? I'm
0: going, okay. So at the time of this recording, I'm going there next month. <laughs> oh, that's Okay.
1: You're going to love it. Yeah. It is amazing. It's like yeah, magical, wait. man. It's Unbelievable! When you stand next to these giant sequoias and you realize their size—not just their size, but all the amazing things—like they've been around when Jesus was walking on this earth. Yeah, it's right? crazy. Thousands of years they've been around, <laughs> and 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 I, I learned when I was up there that their bark is is it, it either like three to six inches mm. and is fireproof. Yeah. Right. And so, so what is the what are, what is the the secret of the longevity, right? Mm. There's a lot of secrets to the longevity. One of them is, one, they have this amazing root system,
0: yeah.
1: That they grow their roots and and they connect their roots with other sequoias. Yeah, all interconnected. All yeah. inter- interconnected. So all these giant sequoias that that grow up to be hundreds of feet are connected at the base. Mm. That's what helps them survive. It helps them some thrive through everything. I think every. Wildfire, every climate cold, everything that yeah. over the years they've survived. Another thing I thought was fascinating, I was up there last time and I was walking and I saw the 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 groundkeepers would have these piles of pine trees that mm. they were burning. Yeah right there in the park. And I asked them, like, what are you doing? I'm like, why are you burning <laughs> the, the, the these little trees? And they said, Well, because they're pine trees. And and what pine trees do is they like to grow in the sequoia groves. Mm. Right? Uh because they, they 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 like the compatibility of the soil. They love the same soil, right? Uh-huh. But they're actually harmful for the sequoias. And I was like, what do you mean they're harmful? He said, Because sequoias by nature are designed to withstand extreme conditions. Mm-hmm. They are they're the bark is fireproof, like I said. So if a wildfire comes through here, the sequoia can actually survive the fire. Yeah. But the pines can't. Mm-hmm. The pines are really oh, yeah. fire prone, right? Oh yeah. So the, the pines will catch on fire real quick and burn really hard, really fast, and create this heat. Mm. And so what it will do is all the if there's a lot of pine trees around these sequoias, the heat will rise up and ruin the sequoia from the inside, mm. from the inside, right? Not from the outside. The, the sequoia is designed to t- take the fire, but not des- designed to take the heat, right?
0: It's almost – it- as if God was saying, look at this. Yes. This is a
1: picture for
0: you, this people. This is a picture. So my question
1: is, who are you connecting your roots with? Yeah. Are you connecting your roots with sequoias or pine trees? Mm. Who are your friends? Are your friends other sequoias? The Bible, again, Proverbs is amazing. It says, choose your friends wisely. Yeah. Right? If you want to be wise, then surround yourself by wise counsel. Right? So you have to link yourself up with other sequoias investing in connecting these roots, going deep, and and removing those, those pine tree friends in our life that is actually more harmful. We think they're good. We keep them around because yeah. they feel good. But they're actually harmful for us because when the heat turns up, when the fire comes, when the refining fire happens, that we're designed to withstand, then they actually will die, damage us from the inside out yeah. if we don't remove them out of our lives. Could you? No. Well...
0: One thing that that I've loved getting to hear more about is recently over the last, I think it's a year, you um, have taken on the role of being the chaplain of a local high school's football team. And you've done so much work in seeing these young men, these high school men, grow and really blossom this unique friendship Mm -hmm. group. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that and, yeah, and what investment of time and energy has looked like through that?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of cool how God has allowed me this, this opportunity in between. So for the last 17 years of my ministry, I've been in communications, been yeah. leading communication teams. I recently stepped out of that role into a new role. I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But in this in-between time, I took some time away, I took a sabbatical, and, mm-hmm. and God allowed me to have this time to just – uh, spend with my family. Spend, you know, uh, working on myself. And 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 during this time away from from ministry, uh, I was able to spend more time around my son and his football team. Mm-hmm. So I'm out on the field, and I saw this guy's tattoo on his leg one of the one of his my son's teammates, and it was Exodus fourteen fourteen. And I said, "Hey, do you what what, what scripture is that? Do you know that scripture?" He didn't know it by heart yet. <laughs> yeah. He had a tattoo on his leg, but didn't know it by <laughs> by memory. He pulls up his phone and reads it to me in the King James version, and doesn't really know what it means, yeah. right? And he, he liked it. He just didn't really know. Have it the, sounds the, cool. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds cool, right? And so that opened up this beautiful conversation uh, uh, that, that led to um, him asking me to teach him more. Hmm. And then that led to, well, what if we can invite other guys? So the first week of the season last year – uh, he invited his teammates, and about twelve guys showed up the first week. The second week, twenty guys showed up. The week after that, thirty guys showed up. So for the whole season, we had like thirty players show up every single week, yeah. and I was just teaching them the Word, opening the Word, uh, mm-hmm. and, and diving into Scripture. You know, helping them understand and, and digest the Word. It was it was just beautiful time. And again, this is a I love I love how you connected these two because friendship has different forms. Right. That's more of a mentorship friendship, right? That's me investing time and in. who knows uh how the, they'll they'll invest back into me one day. Mm. I would say this, they invested back into me without even knowing it. Yeah. Right. Finding the joy and just serving them was joy enough. And this this in between, you know, me stepping out to the old and stepping into the new, sure. God met me in that place and gave me this joy of just investing in these young men. Mm. And now it's opened up conversations that are just incredible. I've got to baptize twelve of them. Yeah. Um, uh, I've talked to parents. Parents reached out that in the middle of divorce, asking for help. I mean, it's just it. That investment has returned so much back to me. It's it's actually it's beautiful.
0: Mm. Yeah. How have you seen the boys change over that time and grow? You know, um, they 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 came in
1: hungry. Mm. And I I was encouraged and inspired every single week because they just come in so hungry for the word. I mean, think about this. They've been at school all day long. Yeah. Then they go to practice. Yeah. They're beat up, sweaty, tired, (laughs) broke down. And yet they are some of the hungriest, like, let's go, let's get into this. What is the Bible? They ask the greatest questions. Hmm. And it challenged me sometimes. I go back, like, you know what? I need to go study some more because this is great. (laughs) Exactly. And so what I saw was one, this internal confidence in in each of them. Mm. But I also saw this beautiful camaraderie on the team. It was special. I don't know how to describe it. There was this camaraderie on the team that I've never – I've been around football all my life, Yeah, right? been around many football teams from college to semi-pro and high schools all over the place, right? Mm. But I've never seen the camaraderie I saw on this team. There was a connectedness of of true friends. Like these guys are friends. And that grew – over our time, because we went there. We got real deep and intimate. <laughs> we talked about things that you can't just talk about anyway. Yeah, sure. Right. And so that grew so many beautiful friendships that I, I know are going to be around for years to come.
0: Yeah. And that comes from that time spent. It comes from being in the trenches, yeah. not just on the line, you know, in a game, but in the trenches in the living room, yes. right? In the trenches at the dinner table and at, at the restaurant. And yeah. I think that's. Uh, I love that example of what of what good, what fruit yeah. can come from, you know, just, just the investment of time and just saying, "I'm going to dive into, it. I'm going to pour into this." And I'm, there's some I'm immediate fruit this.
1: coming now, yeah. But then there's fruit that's not going to come for until seasons and seasons totally. and seasons later, yeah. Right? That this is going to it starts go with them. it starts yeah. in
0: one place and it but it, it continues to grow and grow and grow. Yes, and it, yeah. That's kind of the power of. Friendship, it's not a one time and done. It can be for years and years and years. Absolutely. That's so special. One other thing that I wanted you to talk about, if you don't mind, is I've heard you say before, and this phrase has stuck with me, that proximity breeds empathy. Mm. I've used that phrase. I think you first mentioned it on, on a different a podcast yeah. with me before, and I've used that phrase many times since. I wondered if you could talk about that phrase and how that truth impacts friendships. That's good.
1: You know, going back to one of the things I said earlier about the danger of, of uh, seeking or prioritizing compatibility um, in, in friendship, meaning I'm only going to be friends with those that I like Mm -hmm. or those that are like me that have common interests and hobbies. One of the dangers is that we begin to isolate ourselves from people that are different than us. Hmm. Right. And so, Part of the part of let me let me back up before I answer your question sure. let me back up and say this, because stepping into so the new role I stepped into was men's pastor. Yep. Right. And I've been doing a lot of studying on men and the difference between men and women and trying to help contextualize a lot of my teaching for men. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned or, or maybe I knew all my life, right, <laughs> <laughs> is that men are naturally emotionally unintelligent people. Like, we're just <laughs> naturally unintelligent, right, emotionally. Yeah. We, we, we are not emotionally intelligent beings. Women are. You know, Mm -hmm. and thank God, the Bible says God made them man and women, like man and woman, because we are different, and this is one of the areas of difference uh, that that we we women know how to listen to the emotions. They they, we hear that that phrase, "I'm in tune with my body." Well, that's a weird phrase for men, like we don't know that naturally. That's something we have to work for. We have to listen to our pain, both physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. We have to listen to our body and in the and our feelings, right? Because we're told not to feel as men we're told not to cry right mm-hmm. we're we're told these things to to suppress and and to stuff down these emotions and so what happens is when we feel we have all these emotions we feel all these emotions what do we do we we become we stuff them and we become emotionally isolated yeah right this is the opposite of intimacy I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier is isolation right so it, it, the first problem in the world was not sin it was solitude yeah that was the first, the, the first problem in the world was not sin, it was solitude. When we look at God's creation, go back to the very beginning, look at the creation of God. What was the one part of his creation that he said wasn't good?
0: Man should not be alone. Man should
1: not be alone. He looked at what he created, he said, man should not be alone, this is not good. Mm. So he fixes it by giving us a companion. So he gives us this thing called companionship. Later on, we see before sin entered, and this is the, the time where sin entered into the world, when the woman was deceived, where was she? She was alone, mm. she was isolated, isolated from the companion that God gave her. Mm. And, and so we see this and, and what do we see when, when sin entered? What did they both do together? They ran and hid. They isolated themselves mm. from their creator. So isolation, separation, uh, solitude was the, our first problem.
0: Yeah.
1: And although our deepest problem is sin and idolatry, that's our, our deepest problem. Mm. Our first problem was isolation, right? So I mean, think about this, every predator on the planet, when you look at animal kingdom, every predator, uh, when you look at whales attacking you know, dolphins and, and seals, and when you see lions attacking gazelles, what do they do? They isolate the weak. Mm-hmm. It's all about divide and conquer. We are our weakest when we're alone. Mm. We are our weakest when we are alone. So this idea of of isolation, we have to work really hard at, as men, as individuals, not to allow ourselves to be isolated in our own thoughts, our emotions. We need to expose those things um, uh, to others. So kind of going back to, to, again, I don't want to get off track. No, you're Go good. Go back to the, you're to, good. The, to the idea of proximity, right? So if, I, if we know that isolation is the enemy's weapon— mm-hmm. Then we need to work hard to not isolate ourselves from people not like ourselves. Yeah. Right? And if we want to understand people that either look different than us, act different than us, have a different ethnicity than us, different political view than us, mm-hmm. di- whatever, whatever those differences are, because again, compatibility cannot be our highest priority for friendship. Yeah. If that's the case, then we need to learn how to. Kind of move our interests aside for a second mm-hmm. and spend time with those that are perceived different than us. do life with them, sit at the table. What did Jesus do? right? He came and sat at the table he 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 was called a, a party animal he was called like <laughs> you know he was called like you're he's a drunkard he's the person that likes to go out on parties and here's why is because he was okay being found in the places. Of the people that needed him, mm-hmm. that he was trying to build those gaps with, to build those bridges with. All right? He even said it. I didn't come for the righteous; I came for the sinner. So he went and reclined at the tables of his enemies. Mm-hmm. He reclined at the tables that are people from with people that were different than him. So when I say proximity breeds empathy, we better understand those that we are afraid of, that we don't understand, or that we uh, have been isolated from. Yeah. When we spend time with them. And we can't look at people as, you know, we're not going to learn about people from, from books and movies and music. We're going to we're learn people by spending time with people. Yeah. So that's what I mean by proximity breeds empathy is God asks, requires us to, to, to be empathetic and to understand those, especially those that we're trying to reach for Christ. Yeah. Right? And the only way we're going to do that is if we're doing life with them.
0: I love that. If we're talking about how to build sticky friendships, how to build friendships that will last, right? This lost art of friendships we've seen over the years, we've seen so many friendships break and fall apart and not being able to withstand the fire. More like pine trees than sequoias, if yeah. you will, right? So one of those, those key ways to build a friendship that lasts is that in investment in them. It's spending that time with them focusing on getting to truly know another person and let them know you and the more you do that it builds empathy it will help to strengthen your friendship through openness through vulnerability it'll help you be discerning of what that means i don't think you i don't think you knew this anthony but you did such an amazing job through this conversation of setting up the entirety of this podcast series. So for friends listening, I hope hope that this grew this excitement in you for what's to come because everything that Anthony talked about here today, we're going to be diving into deeper in the coming weeks of this podcast series. So Anthony, I I, want to give you the opportunity to say a final word on either investment or friendship uh, before we wrap up this conversation.
1: Yeah, man, I, I'll, I'll keep it brief. I'll just say in order to to cultivate, to build, to invest in friendship in your life is to be fully known and to fully know, right? To be To allow yourself to be fully known and to fully know those you call friend. And the reality is the Bible has a high value on friendship. And if we're going to be faithful to scripture, we need to have a high value on friendship as
0: well. Remember the gardener I started this episode talking about? He could have planted a few seeds, gave them a little water here and there, and then wondered why nothing was growing. He could have just assumed that the plants and flowers would grow naturally on their own, but he would have been mistaken. Growth takes time and care. Deep roots take investing time and energy into helping them grow, and friends, It is worth it. Deep, genuine friendships are worth the investment. I want to thank my guest for this episode, Anthony Miller. And on our next episode of Rediscovering the Lost Art of Friendship, we will look at Enrich, experiencing God's beautiful and diverse family in a conversation with Transformation Church Pastor Derwin Gray.